Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host and Chris, you with me? I'm here, James. Chris, it's an honor always to get this my guest here, you know, uh, to have him on the show. Uh, we always doing a lot of things for the community and different other things, but uh, for him to take time, uh, I just feel, um, you know, I just want to thank him. You know that, Chris? Oh, well, with James, can I use it as a quote from you that I am involved in the community because I am? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me introduce you. Uh, former NFL player, always love to have you on the show. Nancy Glassman. You know that, Nancy? My pleasure, man. Always that. Well, before we start off, I want to start with we'll do some Seattle. I'm on Seattle, but you brought some up. But I want to give you beginning of the show, middle of the show, whenever the end of the show, to um, get a shout out. Tell what you're doing. What's going on? Oh, I get to talk about what I do off the field yes, now these days. I, um, I'm involved <laughs> with a company called Executive Global Tours. And what we've been able to do is put together, uh, you can call them fantasy travel trips current and former players that have charities, we show them how we can assist them in their charity and help them raise money by doing a trip. Uh, to give you an example, we have uh, the Bills Mafia, July 20th to the 28th. We're taking a trip to uh, Spain. And it's going to be uh, Andre Reid, Marcus Stroud, uh, Drayden Florence, and uh, uh, a wild card. Jim McMahon of uh, Chicago Bears. (laughs) Nice. And then uh, uh, a famous hockey player, uh, Grant Fuhr, is doing a trip in August to Ireland. And then we also have uh, some Patriots, uh, Tony Collins, uh, James Rowland. I'm going brain dead now. uh, Grogan, the quarterback, and uh, my boy, Stanley Morgan, they're going to uh, Ireland to raise money for Tony Collins' uh, charity. And then uh, Dorsey Levins is uh, doing a trip uh, July 20th to 28th to Spain. And uh, what's great about that trip, it has Amon Green uh, and, and Ray Buchanan, but they're going to be playing uh, uh, Valderrama, which is a prestigious course over there. So what we always do, we have golf set up, we have excursions, we have trips. You know, uh, it's not a boys' weekend, so we it can be. You know, you, you bring your wife or girlfriend because we have excursions during the day. You know, for the wives and their girlfriends. Because my deal is that I didn't want to do a trip if we're going to invite them. They're going to be sitting at the hotel waiting for us to get back because that's not going to be a good trip for them. So, uh, and then next year we jump into the current guys. I have two Seahawks, uh, KJ Wright. And uh, Cliff April, uh, KJ is going to South Africa uh, in February. He's going to be going to Johannesburg and uh, Durban. And then, uh, oh, I forgot too, Dorsey is also going to South Africa next year. So he's doing Spain this year, and he's doing South Africa in March, and he's going to Cape Town. And that's for the Dorsey Levin Foundation. And then uh, Cliff April is doing a trip uh, next year. And, you know, I guess that's why it's part of this concussion suit. I can't remember it all. But Cliff is going to be uh, going to France. And that's going to be uh, in February of next year, too. 
He's taking a trip to France. So if you have any questions, you can go to executiveglobaltours.com to get, you know, all the trips. And if, you know, you, you see something that whets your appetite that you think you want to do, uh, give us a call. And most of all, you will find that even though we have all these uh, fabulous guys going on trips with us, our pricing is by far better than most people. So feel free to do a price check, but we have some great trips set up, so I look forward to hearing from you. So get a hold of us. Get a hold of us at Executive Global Tours. Take care. And we definitely keep putting that out during the um, the show. But I got a quick question there, so we can talk about more of me and you. Because uh, I love yeah. this song for my fundraiser. I got one called Loving Tomorrow Kids. We can do that. Is that. Can you put one over, like, over here? You know, like, maybe Hawaii or do, do y'all do that? Or is it all out of the country? No, no, no. We can, we, we can work on Hawaii. I mean, we... Typically, we, we, we go abroad because we, we, we try to give everybody more bang for their buck. And right. so, you know, when we go abroad, that's, that's, that's the trip where you get to get away, you know. I mean, going to Hawaii, a lot of Americans go to Hawaii. But, no, we, yeah. can, we can do Hawaii. You know, how about Maui? I think Maui is more, well, I'll say it. I think Maui is more grown than going to uh, right. Honolulu. So I like Maui more. So we can do that. Okay, uh, Chris, you got to write that down. But we'll talk about more. Absolutely. I'd like to do a fundraiser, man, since we're talking about that. But definitely we're going to get on that and we're going to have you repeat yeah. that over and over during the show. I like that, man. You got me all excited. Now I'm going to quit my job. Hell. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're too good. Don't do it. <laughs> Thanks, Nev. I appreciate you that, calling that, up to quit a job. Though, man, I didn't know you was doing that. See, look at that. You know, I'm always, uh, for me, and, and Giving back has always been important to me. I mean, yeah. I try to, you know, I tell people all the time, but you were to call the Seahawks and and they ask you who was, which alumni was getting out in the community, you know, uh, being involved the most in the community, you know, my name would pop up for sure. Uh, you know, I've had guys that have called and they'll say, man, I, you know, I called to try to get this done and you already beat me to it, you know. <laughs> I said, well, you know, if they ask me and I have the time, which a lot of times I do, I will, you know, go ahead and, and, and give of myself, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, sometimes we, we try to monetize too much as opposed to just doing goodwill. Well, you know what, uh, we'll talk more, but real quick, um, I like to, um, I'm redoing my, um, discretion on my show and all like that. I like mm-hmm. to put that on there. If you give me something to put on, I can put on my front, you know, my show thing. Oh, no, i tell you what I do. I, I will have, uh, my person that's in charge of everything, forward, forward our trip to you. We have nice okay. flyers already set up, so you can just pull everything off the flyer and go with that. Yeah, because I'm doing my show, you know, update. Appreciate it. You know, doing so. Yeah, i definitely put that on there. That'd be right on the thing. Okay. Well, but yeah. we got to definitely have you talk about more on doing the show, because I'm interested around. Okay. Yeah. But, Naz, I got to get on you. I gotta, um, we, gotta, we ain't going to start with Seattle first, Chris, because... He kind of got me going with something, you know, I want to talk about that first, but Odell Beckham, you know, he's starting to become this, these guys start to think they're movie stars and all like this, and they start to be beyond themselves, you know, and how can you help your team? You, I mean, I know it's about money. I don't know that, but, I mean, you're putting your team with, the Giants can be good, but if you have players like him that's holding on and distracting the team, don't you think that's bad for the team, man? You know, I, I call it being stuck on stupid. You know, you... Uh, I've always said this, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that football is the greatest team sport in the world, I think. That's my opinion. 
people may disagree with me, but that's what I truly believe. So if you want to be an individual, then play an individual sport like tennis, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or golf. Right. You know, those, those are the sports where me is more important, you know. So when you start, you know, setting yourself aside or saying that you can, you have to understand that this is just me and this is how I want to do me, then at some point as a team owner, you need to let that me be by himself and just be let me. If that means that he's suspended for the year and then he's free to go elsewhere, that's fine. But at some point, you know, you, you have to rein a, a guy like Odell Beckham in because he's playing a team sport. He's not playing an individual sport. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, last year, you know, what, the week before the playoff game, they go down to Miami and hang out and, and do all that, and, you know, and, and then, you know, put it all on social media. You know, you have to say yourself, you can't be focused on the game if you're down in Miami chilling. You know, that, that to me, that, that, that was as bad of, of, of a move as you could make and call yourself a professional football player. Because as a professional football player, or professional in any, anything, you know, you should always be at your best, especially, you know, when you are in the playoffs. That, that, that's even uh, a higher level of play. And so for those guys to be down in Miami and led by him, who was supposed to be one of the team leaders, that did not speak well for the Giants. And, you know, undoubtedly, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, you could say that they were really prepared. Uh, to play that next game. Yeah. You agree with that, Chris? That's true. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. We we talked about that, that, uh, you know, they really had no business being down there, you yeah. know, and, and taking pictures and posting it everywhere and, you know, trying to say, hey, you know, here we are. You know, what can you do about it? Well, they didn't have to do anything well, about it because they did it themselves. Well, you know, they, they should have got fined for that. So it's, I mean, the, 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 the behavior is unconscionable. It, it, it's not what professionals are supposed to do. And it, it, it really, it, 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 it leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And it's, and it's a bad reflection for us as, as players because a lot of times, you know, people will assume that doing that, you know, that nobody's really focused as serious, you know, about uh, winning the championship. You know, but, but we know from experience that that is not the case. That, you know, there, there should have been enough guys on the Giants to, to really have that conversation with those guys when they got their asses, excuse me, when they got their butts back to New York. Because that's not who we are. That's not what we ever do. You know, and, and if that's something that you need to do, then maybe you shouldn't be a part of our team. You know, as great of a player as you are, if you're going to lead that way, that's not the way we want to be led. Well, those, once again... But, but, but the difference is that, you know, I, I guess you can say that they've won. But, and, 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 and when he did it, you know, he was kind of, he didn't do it in the middle of anything. You know what I mean? He, he did it like, you know, but he has the offseason and some other things. It, it wasn't like, you know, the first playoff game, they are down in Miami, you know, kicking it, you know, hanging out as, as if their opponent is going to lay down for them. If they already got, you know, we already got this handle. So, you know, we down here in Miami, you know, chilling. Because we know, you know, our opponent, you know, can't handle us. And, and even if that is the case, you, you still don't, you, you just don't do that. To me, that's, 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 that's crossing the line where you've allowed your arrogance to take you somewhere that it has no business taking you. Because it's a, it's a bad reflection, not just on you, but your entire organization. Because people are like, 
they're going to still play this guy or play these guys and they're down there doing this. And, and, and of course they do because sometimes, you know, as a team owner, you know, you want to give yourself the best chance to win, but at the same time, you can't allow your best players to behave like that. It sends a bad message. Yeah, no, no. And, you know, he tried to play and he couldn't play the next day. And, but, but we, we had that hard conversation the night of the game, or the night before the game, because, you know, I considered him a team leader like me, and I was, you know, I just laid in how disappointed I was with him, and it almost came to blows. But I think sometimes you need to wake that guy up, and you need to at least challenge him to the point where, you know, if this is really this important to you, you you're not just a player, you're a team leader. So with, with that team leadership comes responsibility. So, you know, another guy on the team, if he went out and got drunk, that would be different. But you cannot afford to do anything stupid like that again. And, and I expected more of you. I expect more of you. You know, and, and but point being is that at some, at some time, somebody on that team needs to have that conversation with Odell and say to him, you know, if you're going to be on this team, this is what is required of you. You know, get three or four guys together. And if he wants to act like a little bitch about it and, and you know, don't you know who I am? And, 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 and you know, that, that's that old famous, you know, black man, you know, you know, don't you know who I am? Yeah, we know who you are. But we expect more of you. You know, you're, you're one of the marquee guys on this team. People follow your lead, Odell. So when you do stupid stuff, they think it's cool to do stupid stuff with you. Well, that's true. See what you got to say about that, right, Chris? <laughs> hey, I'll, I mean, I'll be consistent, man. Don't worry about that. You know, I, I, I don't play favoritism because I love the team more than another. You know, like I said, you suck right. on, I will say you suck on stupid. Well, this is Chris, this is James, and this is Ned. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Love James Loving That Sports Talk. Coach Chris, you there? I'm here. Brother Man's got me fired up. He got me fired oh, up. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, all day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to slap it and get it ready. You know, you're talking about stupid stuff. Uh, I yeah. know Chris got a lot of questions, but I'm going to jump in on you first before I get Chris to jump in on you. We've been talking about this. I told Chris, we're going to focus on Seattle when we're here. <laughs> but you know what, Ness? I know I don't I know Chris got a bunch of things, and she'll chime in with me with this, but... You know, Seattle going through a lot. You know, I've seen, and you helped me out, man. And I know me and Chris talked about it. Since that Super Bowl, when they did that stupid play, it seemed like Seattle been going down. They've been having problems. I mean, Richard Sherman, uh, I know Chris got a question. But start off with what you think of that, and then I'll let Chris get some a question to you. What do you, you think? Know, of, I, I, you I think that when, when you look at, at that play and, and you analyze it, uh, I remember uh, when it happened. Uh, you know, and I, and I was, uh, you know, talking with a, a bunch of other former players. Even if that play would have worked, the verbiage would have been, man, I'm glad that play worked. Because you had the baddest man on the football field was Marshawn Lynch. He had already proved that he could run those guys over. He had, he had, already, he had already grinded out, you know, at two yards, two and a half yards. You know, after getting hit in the backfield. You know, you look on the sideline, Brady and the rest of the guys have towels over their head. You know why? Because they're saying they're going to give the ball to Marshawn and we can't stop him. And that was a fact. If they would have given the ball to Marshawn, they would have not been able to stop Marshawn. Because he, he, was, he was in that Jim Brown mode. Uh, I yeah. can't, it might have been the, the Steelers, but one of the teams that the Seahawks played against at, at uh, CenturyLink, you know, he ran damn near the whole team over in one play. And so that's, that's, he was in beast mode. He was in beast mode. And, and at that point, you give him the ball and let him do what he do, you know, because uh, it didn't matter. It, it, you know, it, it goes back to certain teams do certain things because you can't stop them from doing it. And that was a time where back in the day, you know, when we played, that's when coaches ran plays at work. And if your guy is working like Marshawn, you give him the ball and say, score. And he would have scored. You think that? Go ahead, Chris. Um, you know, I, I do believe you know you're right about about Marshawn Lynch. The problem, you know, the issue is that that they they didn't stay within what they what they should have been doing. The the rule has always been, you know, you keep working the plays until they, you know, you force them to stop you. And well, and, and if, well, if, if okay, you're doing work, okay. you keep doing if, it. Yeah, there, there's there's a a video on YouTube that. That shows, I think I've discussed before, that that shows the Patriots sideline, all the coaching staff is going crazy, except Belichick. He's looking across the field at Pete, right? And his coaches are all in his ear. He's, he's like, I got this, I got this. And so when the personnel is on, goes to the field, Belichick says, hey, we got this. Not only that, uh, the, the, the tall defensive back that was on the Seahawks the year before, uh, He's on the field, and he's telling the young dude, and by the way, that young dude blew that play the entire week. He tells the young dude, 
that I don't care what you do. When the ball is snapped, you break downhill. He says that, there's, you know, I'm a, I'm a jack the receiver, and I want you to break downhill. So, yeah, Belichick on the sideline, as cool as a cumber, cucumber. His coaches are like, Coach, Coach, give me a call. Give me a call. And he, he's cool. He's just staring at Pete. He sees personnel. He says, we got this. He makes the call. And then they, then they show Joey, Joey Browner. That's name, something like that. It's not Joey Browner, but I can't remember his name. They, they show him talking to the young guy. He's telling him, you know what they're doing. I, just, I need you to break down here. He's not going to get off the line. So they already knew the play that the Seahawks were running. That's why he got there so fast. And then on top of that, the Seahawks don't even have one of their, their stronger receivers running that route. That was, that was crazy to me, too. In that situation, you throw it to your baller. You, you, don't, you don't try to sneak in a guy and, and think that, you know, because you snuck in this guy. It doesn't matter. If that guy is playing that key position, then they know that's the guy you're trying to get the ball to. So they already knew what the play was going to be run, and they jumped out on that play. You had the defense mm-hmm. knowing the play. You had the head coach knowing the play. You know what kills me about that is um, New England won that game. It's the same thing. If New England lost that game, they went through that downfall. Atlanta should have beat New England. It's just all these teams letting them come yeah. back and, I mean, win and make like yeah. New England this dynasty team, you know? And they well, you know, at, 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 at the end of the day, you have a lead like that, you got, you got to play the clock. You, you can't keep throwing the ball. You know, you, you, you probably have, and, and there, there could be an argue that you may have had the best two-back tandem in the NFL. You know, when you look at what those two guys were able to do and, and the yards and stuff, so you give them a chance to help you win that championship. And furthermore, you know, their quarterback, to me, uh, in, in big games, I think he's always been a, a outstanding regular season player. But in the playoffs, he's, at, at times, he's been just a guy. You know, yep. he hasn't he hasn't been that same guy in the playoffs, and to, and to me, that's that's the issue I've always had with him is that in the playoffs, for whatever reason, he can't rise to that level. But during the regular season, I mean, you know, uh, he's throwing darts, and so if, if you were to look at his postseason stats compared to his regular season stats, I'm sure you would see a significant difference. You know what they say, man, the playoff is a different season. You know that. Well, it is. But, you know, you need to be able to, to rise to that level if you're going to be a championship quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ahead, yeah Nesby, I, that's one thing you, you've said numerous times on the show is how, how they're playing at the beginning of the season. Just scratch it off because it all depends on how they, they're playing at the end. So yeah, exactly. I, 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 keep, I keep that in mind every time, every time something like that happens. I'm thinking, okay, Nesby said this, so. Yeah, it's a fact. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've played enough, long enough to know that, you know, some guys uh, can handle it and some guys can't. For whatever reason, you know, they, they, they put more pressure on themselves to perform instead of just, you know what, going out playing at the level that they're used to playing at. Right. All right. So I got, I got, you, you brought up a couple different points to me. And I'm like, eeny, meeny, miny, more, which one do I want to talk about? And I want to talk about Richard Sherman. Okay. okay? So, you know, he's he's had some problems this past year on on you know, with blow ups on the sideline with the coaches, you know, and, and, and they openly put him out on the trading block in the off season. Um, he's under contract basically through through t- two thousand eighteen. My question to you is will he be 
will he be and the team be able to mend their relationship, or will this, this be Sherman's last season with, in a Seattle uniform? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that he, he reaches uh, that level of maturity. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, as, as great of a player as he has been, at, at the same time, I, I think he's been somewhat selfish because he's had too far. He, 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 he's let you know too many times when he didn't make the mistake. And, you know, to me, that, that's something you should never do as a player. You should not worry about letting the fans know that it wasn't your fault, okay? That, that's not what you're on the field for. You're on the field to try to make plays and help your team win because if you stay on that field and the fans are going to really realize that it's not your fault, you know, but when you start singling out guys, you know, and then when you mess up, nobody says anything to you, that's a problem. And, and, and when that first started to occur with him, you know, I, I knew it was going to become even more of an issue because, you know, once again, it, it goes back to that, you know, you know, are you an individual or are you a team player? And you, you, you can't be concerned with making sure that the fans know that you didn't mess up. Yeah, no, not one you know, responsibility. And, and so somebody, somebody needs to, once again, have that conversation with him. You know, and, and I'm speaking from experience because, you know, when it happened when I played, you know, I got the guys together on the sideline and, 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 and told the guy who did that, don't, don't ever do that again. And he looked at me all crazy at it and I said again. Don't ever do that again. But, Nancy, don't you start to see, I mean, I know this in the last two years, maybe longer, the league starting to become individual. All these players going out doing this and doing that. It's not even a team. They go and do something. And then, like you say, during the game, they blame another, but they won't blame them when they make that mistake. It's oh, like, okay, you know okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. When, when, you, when you look at the Patriots, to me, uh, the, the Patriots are still about the team. I mean, they, they play hard for each other. I mean, you see everybody on that team always playing at the same level. And that's because even, even they're, you know, they're, they're big superstars, whatever you want to call them, they play each and every play hard. They're not pointing fingers at anybody. So when you have one of your best players pointing fingers at someone, that is bad. That is, that is uber bad because... People have so much respect for him. If he starts to point, it means more. As, as a player, you know that if a certain guy says something to you, it carries more weight. It just did. Mm-hmm. And so when Richard Sherman does that, as opposed to another player, it carries way more weight. So, you know, when, when you are a, a team leader, you have more responsibility. There are certain things that you may want to do, but you can't do and, and still be a, a, a team leader. And, and I think that's that's where, you know, he's crossed the line because, you know, he's considered one of the team leaders, but, but he's, he's crossing that line that a team leader should never cross. You know, you can get in the locker room and jack somebody up and undress them and, and tell them, hey, you know, you need to play better. You need to sit your ass down. But you don't do that on the field. You know, we got to go now, break. Now, now you uh, mentioned that he was – that you think that, that Sherman might be, you know, as, as far as, as – uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember that, the word you used for hold him. On. But Chris, hold on. Ahead, we ahead, go to break. When we come back from break, I want you to finish that because he said a good point. We'll be right back from break. 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk co-host. You there, Chris? I'm here, James. We got brother Naz. Naz, you there? I'm here. I haven't gone anywhere. Not yet. <laughs> Chris, go ahead and finish what you said before we have to go oh, to break. Sorry great. About that. Okay, so so Nesby, you had, were saying basically that Richard Sherman's kind of like a a, a a baby, you know, with how he acts. But is it more that, or or, or I I I think that Richard Sherman is more. Um, you know he he's he's an emotional person he's he he reacts on things and he's an emotional player and you know to me that 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 seems more of of what he is than than someone who's who's you know losing it just carelessly okay well, well let's back up I, first of all i didn't say he was a baby but right, what i am right. saying I, I, what i, I would stand I, by I is that the word. If, if 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 he is that leader then he can't afford to lead his team in the wrong direction. And you do that when you put yourself publicly out in front and more important than your teammates. You know, as, 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 as one of the guys who, who, who has that crown on his head, you, you need to be cognizant and you need to be careful how you speak to your teammates. Because once again, your words carry more weight than, than the other guys on the team. So if you have one of your best players who is also one of your team leaders, always pointing out when, you know, a play occurs that, you know, it wasn't his fault, it was somebody else's fault, that doesn't bode well. That, that, to me, that starts to 
even diminish his, his leadership because, you know, guys will start looking at him a little bit different because as a leader, you don't worry about the bad play in the sense that I'm going to make sure they know it's not my fault. You know, that's when you start talking to the guy to get in his head to, to try to make him, you know, be that better player. So. True. Man, I know that when I was in Philly, you know, and um, Reggie White, he was the leader of the Eagles, and he got on. Oh, yeah. You know, he told that player, yeah. you know, hey, you're not going to throw everybody underneath the bus, you know. We're a team, and you don't do that. You're supposed to be a leader. So I remember when that happened. <laughs> and, yeah, I can tell you who it was. It was Randall, you know. Go ahead. Sorry. Reggie got on him and okay, said, Okay, hey. let me ask you this. So now, as, as great of a player as Reggie White was, Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reggie would have those tough conversations off the field. He, he's right. not going to put one of his teammates on blast on the field. Exactly. And, he, he's, and he's one of, the, one of the best leaders, football players, best guys ever. Yeah. So, to me, if, if you are going to be a leader, then there are certain responsibilities you have to adhere to. And one is that, you know, you lead by example. Yeah. And I remember that he didn't put him out in front of everybody. He put him to the side. Let me talk to you alone, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He didn't yell him in the locker room or, you know, he, you know, no, uh, Randall, let me talk to you. We know what it's about, but, you know, oh, yeah. he did it privately, you know? But 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 he, he's getting in their head, letting them know what kind of player that he knows that they can be. Right. You know? So let's not worry about that. Let's get it right the next time, you know? So he he's trying to keep that guy moving forward, you know, not not pouting about it, not being a baby about it. But you know what? We all going to make bad plays, but we got to be able to recover. We can't make it a habit of making bad plays. So he's trying to affirm his teammate. When, when you start putting your teammate on blast, you are breaking that guy down. You, you really know, are. funny when Buddy Ryan told me we were sitting there, he was sitting there with all the rookies. He said, we make mistakes. He said, but you make that same mistake again. It ain't gonna happen here, you know. Like exactly. You said, we all exactly. But but so when you're doing that, you you you're getting in that guy's head in a negative way. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. That's true. Okay, Nesby. So the other other big you know thing that's going on is is Cam Chancellor. You know he's entering entering his final year of his contract. Uh, the GM, John Schneider, he wants to free up cap space and get younger on defense. However, they also want to maintain the core of, of their championship defense. Well, well you, you can't have Cam. both. So you have to make a, you have to make a decision. Uh, Cam can still play. And I think if, if they make that choice not, not to re-sign him and, and, and you know, it, it's, to, to me, it, it's been proven when he's been on the field, they've been a better defense. So, you know, you, you make that choice, you better be sure you have somebody that cannot just replace him physically on the field, but also replace him mentally off of the field. Because they became a different team when he came off injury and got, got back on the field. Hey, Ned, let me, let me ask you a question since Chris brought that up. In your opinion, so is your opinion. If Seattle, this team, a great team, and Pete Carroll, this great coach, players coach, why don't Marshawn Lynch want to play for Seattle again? He, he uh, be there. To be honest with you, he's back home in Oakland where he grew up, the team that he, he loved as a kid. So, you know, he, he gets to 
he gets to go back there and 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 play. And, and you know, and it's, it's not the same. But when when I left the coast, you know, I had a chance to sign with the New York Jets. You know, for my same salary. You know that I was getting. You know, I took less because I had just built a home back in in the Seattle area. I, I you know, it was a chance for me to end my career there. You know, I figured I'd play another year or two. I ended up playing five, and so. That's why I decided to accept less and go back to Seattle because I knew that when I was done playing, that's where I wanted to live. So Marshawn has a, he's already set up in Oakland. You know, he has his business in Oakland. He's from Oakland. So this is a chance for me to end my career in Oakland. So, so at this point, it's not about him being the highest paid this or that. It's about him, you know, getting a decent contract and going out and finishing up with the team that he grew up loving. Well, he's not going to be in Oakland. Well, I forgot they're going to Vegas now. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's, still, it's, it's still Oakland. It's, 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 it's the Raiders, you know what I mean? Yeah. I forgot they went to the, the Vegas, which I, I, I totally disagree with. I mean, that's, uh, that's going to be Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, just uh, amplify. You know, you know the guys and the money and the women and, and the sex. And stuff. You know, if they, can, if, they can be, if they can function, more power to them, but there's no way... I'd want my team being in Vegas. It's going to be the worst thing for the NFL because so many people... Oh, I agree. Control. Because when teams, when guys go there, they, they're going to be sneaking out. It, it, it's, it's just bad. You know, you don't... You don't yeah. Just think of I all mean, the people that are trying to get them, you know, get lawsuits or suck at them in the door, you know? Yeah. So, but can't no, you say sorry, something ahead, about Chris. New Orleans, though? Because New Orleans has kind of the same issue going on there. New Orleans? Mm-hmm. As far no, as you know, no, they, they no, New Orleans, no, no. See, New Orleans, and... see, Vegas, Vegas is adult wonderland, okay? But what, 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 what goes down in Vegas stays in Vegas. I mean, people say that for a reason. You know, it's, uh, yeah, there, there, there are too many, way too many distractions in, in Vegas, even more so than New Orleans. Because even, even when we talk about New Orleans, you know, you still need to go to a certain part of New Orleans. You know, in, in Vegas, any part of Vegas, Vegas is Vegas. There's action. In the casino, outside the casino, there, there, there's action. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. It's, it, it's, it's not a good thing. You're right. So, all right. Next thing we want to talk about is Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy. Now, it looks like they're, they're going to be competing for the starting uh, running back role. Who do you think is going to win out? Uh, I think Rawls is going to win out. Uh, I, I think, you know, unless Lacey wants to get serious and keep his weight under control, it, it's going to be Rawls. Interesting. Cause, yeah, apparently he's, he's, he's been on some major diets because he has some uh, um, um, numbers he has to hit <laughs> in order to... Well, you know, but see, there's the issue stuff. that, you know, it's one thing to be on a diet. It's another thing to maintain your diet. And, his issue is that he's never been able to maintain his diet. So he may come, he may come to minicamp in great shape, you know, weight-wise. By the end of the year, you know, he's gained 15, 20 pounds. You know, nobody does that in the NFL at that position. So it's kind of like, you know, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, he's become accustomed to doing that. So it's not like, you know, it was an aberration this year, you know. So, he, you know, he's... And, and and I know Eddie Lacy is a good guy, you know, but at the same time, you know, that's that's the big problem he has. 
he has a serious problem of maintaining his weight. And as long as he has that issue, uh, it, it's going to uh, affect his play and his performance in a negative way. Well, he he's going to allow him to, too. he's going to always devalue himself by his actions off the field because he's just eating too much damn food. He had that problem in Green Bay, didn't he, um, Nev? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Wow. Well, that's what we're going to do. We'll yeah. take a break, and then we're going to get back. we got more Seattle. We want to talk about Cap. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. and calls you with me, Chris. I'm here, James. Well, Chris, I guess I'm um, have to go, but we appreciate you Nez, for being on there. And uh, before you get off, tell them what you're doing again. I am doing uh, celebrity trips with current and former uh, uh, athletes from all over the world, actually, and it's to help raise money for their charities. And all you have to do is go to Executive Global Tours to look us up and see some of our trips. And I'm going to shoot over uh, all the information that James is going to need, and he will be able to give you all the different trips that we're doing uh, with a lot of the guys. We're doing it with uh, current players next year. It's going to be Seahawks, uh, Cliff Averill, and K.J. Wright. K.J. is going to South Africa to raise money for his charity, and Cliff is going to France to raise money for his charity. And then we have uh, uh, we have a number of uh, former Patriots doing a trip to Ireland, uh, we got Grogan, we got uh, Roland James, Tony Collins, and my man Stanley Morgan. And then uh, we also have trips to Spain with uh, 
Dorsey Levins. And Dorsey's also going to uh, South Africa next year, too. But in July, he's doing a trip uh, to Spain. And that's going to be a great trip. So go to our site to check that out. And then the other guy we're doing is Grant Fuhr. He's doing a trip to Ireland in August. So anyway, thanks for giving me an opportunity to get my shouts out and share the information with uh, all the folks that listen to your station. And uh, probably what's best about our trips, one is that we're not just raising money for charities, but uh, price point-wise, you get to hang out with some sports legends. And our pricing is better than most tour operators in the country. So feel free to check that out, too. So thanks again for having me. I appreciate it, James, and I look forward, uh, and Chris, and I look forward to being on the show again with you guys. So take care of all as well, and we'll stay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a jingle, Chris. All right? All right, Thanks, Chris. Good. Uh, James, sorry about that. <laughs> okay. guys, take care. Take care, Niz. All right. Best of luck. Bye. Well, Chris, it's me and you for the last part. There's there's still a lot to talk about. One thing that just came up, Bob Stoops, the, the head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners, he's retiring. <laughs> that, that's 18 seasons he was with the Oklahoma Sooners. What, I think that, that's big. What, they fired him? No, he retired. Oh, he retired? Mm-hmm. Well, Oklahoma, they, were they really in it last year? They, well, they, they went to the Sugar Bowl and won. Who did they beat? Uh, Auburn. Oh, well, Auburn wasn't that good, were it? They were all right, though. They were all right. I'm just saying that, you know, that that's that's a huge, huge difference right there. So, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the playoffs, you know, with the Cavs and, and, and the Warriors. So far, Warriors are up two games to nothing up to Cleveland. And, and you know, this this is the third year in a row that they played each other, but this year the the big difference for, for the Warriors is Kevin Garnett. You know what? We You know what's sad about this is? It's like I was trying to tell Mendy about football. How football changing as individuals now. And, mm-hmm. you know, look at the NBA and everybody keep trying to uh, compare Jordan M team with the Warriors. Basketball was different back then. Everybody Absolutely. watched basketball from even college basketball. Now college basketball is different like the pros. I mean, it's all individuals, you know. Uh, and and I hate to even watch basketball now because it's sickening. Because you're looking at one, you got one or two players, and now you got that thing where players going to these teams to get this championship. And now you're going to see more of that. You know, you're going to see where they're talking about LeBron probably going to leave, probably go with Chris Paul, the Clippers, or Chris Paul. Everybody's trying to get this dynasty team because people are tired of being like a Charles Barkley, and, you know, and. Great player, Hall of Fame, but didn't get no ring. But right. that's the way it goes because the teams were this. So when you say playoff, what playoff? This is nothing. Everybody's waiting because at the beginning of the year they knew there was going to be the two teams in it. What that take? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we yeah, you and I talked about it that this these were going to be the, the two in, in the finals, and and it, that's what happened. It, right. a, a lot of it is is now football was kind of going that way for a while, as far as as there there wasn't a lot of of. You know, there was a there's a few good teams, but you know they they've changed all that with the salary cap, it makes it harder to to have such a dominant dominant team year after year. You know, whereas in basketball, yeah, they have a cap, but 
I don't know how they're getting around it, but there's just so much disparity um, with with a, a few good teams. Well, and it's getting to the point now where you you know who's going to be in it. I mean, everybody going to this team, everybody going to that team. You know, you know what teams are being. You can see that. You can see. You almost can see that with football. With the thing like, oh, we know New England's going to be in the playoffs. Plain and simple. We already know that. That's a deal with New England. You know no, that that has to do with the coach. So yeah, it's got to be Green Bay always in there. You know, Green Bay got to be in there. You know, I mean, you starting to see these teams, but you starting to see football starting to fizzle out a little. You know, you ain't having all these dynasty players because these players aren't going to a team to get a Super Bowl. They're going for the money. I mean, hell, look at the guy for Denver. Is it Malik Jackson? What's that lineman um, that they won the Super Bowl? He went to Jacksonville. Really? Oh, yeah, Jacksonville. yeah, yeah. And and now and he got cut. He's just this past year he got cut. You know, Jacksonville, well, you could have stayed and went to a, another contingency, but he took that money, you know? Right. But now you're right. in the NBA, they're going for the teams and taking a little pay cut to Kevin Durant even next year. Talk about taking pay cut to stay with the Warriors. So what that tell mm-hmm. you? Well, but they also get all those bonuses too if they get get in the playoffs and if they win. There's, you know, so that that makes up for any money that they had lost that they had lost in their, their year contract. It's not millions. The playoff money is different from your regular salary. You only get such and such. You ain't getting a million that your contract is. Right. Yeah, it might be two hundred thousand. You know, it ain't thirty million. You know, but you give it up. That's what Kevin Durant does give up next year, like thirty some million to stay with them. That's crazy. Mhm. Mhm. Paul contracted two hundred million, something like that. If he stay with the Clippers, or he think about going to Spurs, so he might win a championship, and he gonna make only a hundred ten million. You see? Right. So you I know, mean, but when you're talking that kind of money, though, you have either <laughs> you know sometimes a drop in the bucket, though. And I think, like I said, I said playoff. It ain't no playoff. You know who will be in it. And the sad part about it is everybody thinking, oh, last year Cleveland came back being two down. That was different. They didn't have Kevin Durant. Right. That, that, that's that's the whole know, difference between last year and this year, and that's why the Warriors are going to just totally run through them. I don't. I don't know if they're if they're going to beat them out. You know, I, no, I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. But. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah. Again. You know, and everybody was talking about this was the worst playoff. Then I talk about because KD went to the Warriors, but she did go to the team that was already set. But hey, you wanted to win that ring. Sure, sure. You know the different so. the difference with uh, with with the Warriors versus most of the teams. The Warriors have to have this outside outside shooting game. You know, whereas other teams have both an outside and inside. You know, and and they they move the ball fast, and a lot of teams are hard to to keep up with them. So I, I just play out the ridiculous, you know. And it's gonna be the same thing next year, you know. If, if, un, un, unless Silver, you know, Commissioner Silver decides to make some changes, but. Doesn't sound like they're going to. Because as long as long as the league's making money, that's all they're happy about. Putting 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 seats in the in the you know people's behinds in the in the seats. They're happy about that. Because the players um, negotiation thing, they can do that. When they go to that player thing, they negotiate. Hey, 
you can go to any team. And that's what the people mad about. Why would you Silver let that be negotiated? Well, hell, that's what they sat down the table and came up with, you know? Mm-hmm. So how can you stop it? I mean, that's just like you. You had a regular job, and you feel you weren't going to make enough money in another job, but your job said you can't. You'll be like, wow, I won't make more money, right? Sure, why not? Exactly. You don't want to stay there only making $10 when you go somewhere else and make $40, you know, an hour. You know what I'm saying? And get all the accolades for 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 doing something good. There you go. Now you see the difference? Well, that's, oh, I, I understand. I understand the, the concept of it, but... I, I just I just think that it's it's gonna keep boiling down to, you know, five or six decent teams, and then the rest of them are just gonna be just junk teams. Yeah, you'll see all the great players. There's only one of one or two on each team, and they're all gonna start going to where like they did with with our Warriors. Have five great players, you know. So you you start seeing that watch because everybody's like, hell, Kevin. Uh, LeBron did it, got the ring. Kevin did it, got the ring. Well, we got to do it, you know? Right. So it's going to come to that now. I mean, you got the best scientist working on one project, right? True. That's all it is. But, well, Chris, I know we have another great show. We, at least we got Nesby on for a little bit, right? Yeah, we had him on for a bit, and that's that's always always a plus. Well, we'll see you next week when I get Theo talk about the playoffs should be over with. See what he got to say about it. Oh, Theo, great. Okay, that'd be that'd be good. We'll be able to talk to him about what's going on. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, well another good week. All right. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 